right. Welcome back to Why Are People Listening to This? We've got a podcast. We talk about pop music. We say stuff about it. Mm. Sometimes we say good things. Sometimes we say bad things. Sometimes we say indifferent things. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we talk about Eurovision for a long time. And we, t- we talk about Eurovision a lot. Sometimes we talk about music uh, that we wish that was being made. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Anyways, my name's Jake. I'm Justin. And uh, today we're looking at <laughs> an ironically titled song called Favorite Song by what? an artist who goes by the screen name of Toozy? Tozy? I'm not really sure. That's how connected I am to this. I looked up just now to see where his name came from. It was okay. a, He had a nickname um, in high school, but then they added, they changed it to a different stage name. So it's cobbled together out of a bunch of words, but I don't have any idea how to say it. Yeah, I'm not really too sure. Tusai, Tusi, Tushi, Toshi. I think Tusi sounds. Tusi. It sounds. We'll go with. We'll go with Tusi. Yeah, because I've never heard. Because I said. also can't pronounce his his uh, his yeah, uh, has legal an, name. His his actual name's Naujur or something. Naujur yeah, Lazir like it's like a, Gagne. It's, yeah, it's, it's like cool. an uh, African Muslim. Which sounds pretty like cool as a name. But anyway, yeah, don't know how to say great. his actual name. Yeah. Anyway, he, he's a rapper that on this song does not rap. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> it's right. He's singing a melody for the most part. Yeah. And, you know, uh, this, this was, uh, up high on the charts when I checked the billboard charts and I said, oh, I have no idea who this is. And it's called favorite song. And I thought that's bold and, uh, thought that, uh, w- let's go for it. So the song, well, hmm. what are your first impressions? I, because I'm a boring middle-aged guy, I'm like, oh, I like the fact that he's just saying nice things and not swearing and not talking about penises or whatnot. He's just like, you look pretty without makeup on. That's a pretty cool message. I really liked that kind of, that this was sort of a love song from the perspective of a guy who's on stage singing about the woman that he loves, who may or may not be in the audience, he doesn't matter, and that he's thinking of her when... Yeah, he's so I, performing. I like that. No makeup, no lashes. Even you know, like, it's also a little bit like in the first verse, he talks about how you know they, all the things that he thinks that she wants, like to drive around in fancy cars or somebody, you know, uh, to rub the wash their back in the shower. I'm trying to reminisce about lyrics. It's basically all about all the things that he wants to do for his partner, and that he's you know attracted to her and. While he's on the road, probably surrounded by hoes, you know, <laughs> that? <laughs> that he's still thinking about her, which I thought was touching. Like it's oh, no. that's that's kind of nice, and so, I could understand then why favorite song. Like yeah, so I liked that. Uh, yeah, and the production is very minimal. The song doesn't do very much or go anywhere. Uh, the instrumentation would take about three and a half milliseconds to record using your computer. Yeah, and it's a chord progression that comes from a hundred thousand other yeah. songs. So that's pretty it's strange. your basic yeah. sort of major sort of chord progression with a, a deceptive cadence in it. And there's like what I what I find like they're they're trying to fill holes and and things like this in the production of it. Like it starts off with a children's choir, which I or, really, or is it just like, some or, no like, no I'm thinking about another song. It starts off with this sort of pitched overly up. processed, pitched up female yeah. voice, which or it even could have been his just octaved uh, yeah, up maybe, really or, high. Yep. Who knows? You know, uh, and I guess that represents the the uh, paramour of the uh, 
of the uh, of the songwriter yeah. and their perspective. And then, like this really generic, lame ass beat kind of just comes in, which is just pretty much just hi hats, click, it's, like kick drum and snare. It's a like bit, elevator like music version of of trap. Yeah, it's like really watered down. Like it's yeah. not as aggressive as trap is with the like no, no. sort of cicaded hi hats. But it's got your it's sort of eight oh eighty sounding but bass it's got and your that hats. Sort of thing it's happening. just it's yeah. all the it's all the sounds you would expect, but in a ballad form. And then, like, so it's very stripped down, like you said, right? And then his voice comes in, and he's auto-tuned, like to high to, like, heaven, super, super saturated reverb. Uh, oh, that reverb so much. Me bonkers. It's hu- it's great, and it's combined with the cringy reverb, yeah. man. It's like, and I know what they're doing. They try to make his voice sound big mm-hmm. because it's got stripped down production like there's not much happening like bass comes in you know like this little piano sort of arpeggiated yeah yeah thing happening so that there's there's like there's like a dusting of stuff happening all the time and this very generic chord progression and i'm gonna come back to the chord progression thing in a bit but um and then he's singing way up front in the mix auto-tuned and with this just stupid reverb that like trying to fill out the sound of the of the production and he doesn't have a strong voice like if he had a strong big singer's voice he would he would a not need auto-tune and then you would have him auto-tuned in a different way like not less so noticeable filtered opened yeah 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 not too t- not so t-painy you know which is still i guess Something that we can say, although <laughs> you know, T Pain's kind of been out of the public eye. Yeah. Um, and uh and like all the ad libbing sort of R and B ish things that he's doing, like, are all obviously like done in Pro Tools. Go all the way down to the low D. Can you sing a low D you know whatever? Yeah. And he's like, uh, I can't. But like, no, don't worry, the MIDI controller can we'll we'll get you there. We'll put you down there. Yeah, you know, and then and then you listen back to it. It's like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, even though it's he wouldn't it's, be able to do that live. No, it's yeah, it's exactly he wouldn't be able to do that live. This is not a good song for live singing for him, unless he's running through all that processing, which he could which be he doing, could be doing live. Right, but it's just it's never going to sound like this probably. No, and, and plus, this is, but this is the song in the show where every like the lights come down and everybody takes their iPhones out with yeah. the, the old cigarette lighter thing. You remember that. Oh sure, you know, cigarette yeah, lighters back yeah, in the day. You know, now like it's your back phone. Back in the candles. Now it's your phone with the flashlight on, draining your battery. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and you know and that he... one guy forgets to turn it off. He puts it in his pocket, and, and it's his pocket's glowing. glowing. His pocket's yeah, glowing. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, and you know that that sort of vibe. Like, but he can't. Uh, maybe he can, but like just based off of like be... what I'm hearing, it's like this would not like recreate live as strongly as like it does like. In a studio version, you're I'd right. like to hear him do it live so that he could prove me wrong. But you're, yeah, but but well, you're you're going to be right because there's a one point in the song when he he sings like a line in the verse and it sort of is still trailing while the overdub of him coming in with the next line is there. Ah. so it'll you can't recreate that. So his his phrasing is going to be different live, even just for that. Yeah, which who cares? It doesn't necessarily matter. But like you're going to notice a difference in in between the the version you know. Yeah. And then the live version, because of all this extra production that's happening. And it seems to me, which is interesting, like, and I could be wrong. I might need to listen to this again, but I won't. And uh, <laughs> uh, that there's the sample of the voice at the beginning of the, of the song. 
and then he but there's no other voices like there's no harmony there's not even any unison like sort of stuff gets to the to the chorus or something usually they'll double up Oh yeah, right? but it's still just but him. It's still just him. Mm-hmm. So maybe the, their plan when they go out on the road is to like uh, to have another singer or something like that. That would that would maybe like sing around the melody and and and, and whatever to kind of make something else happen in the song. Because Ooh, I'm gonna, you know what, Jake? Ooh, oh, t- the internet's showing take a, us. Let's take a pause while Ooh. I put on a live version of this track. Oh, boy. That we can listen to right now. Okay. All right, stand by, friends. All right. All right, so we just watched this performance of it from Fallon. Yeah. And that was significantly better. It was. It was real instruments. They should take that other one down and put that up <laughs> it's true and they had like jake predicted yeah they had a, a female vocalist and she sang the hook at the beginning and then she sang and doubled him almost all the way yeah. through to beef out his vocals and it sounded a lot better and then much better and and his vocals were not so pro tool to fuck act and he actually sounded quite good like, yeah he's got a nice raspy sort of soulful kind of thing happening yeah, it wasn't there. bad like, he couldn't hit the low note but yeah he like, was, it was still auto-tuned and saturated but not yeah. as overly strangely less processed somehow yeah and i don't 100 percent trust tonight's show performances we remember you know from our youth uh, and young adulthood plenty of goofed up playback uh, playback things, problems yeah. but like i uh, like with the live band that sounded way better Absolutely. Like, and nice band. Well, I mean... Like, I, yeah, it this... didn't have that, like, stupid... Like, this, this This is what I'm coming to, like, after hearing this. Hmm. The way that they arranged it and produced the studio version of the song doesn't fit the song. Hmm. And that fits the song. Yes, because it's a sort of a soulfully ballad. Oh, and yeah, so yeah, now yeah. he's got real piano players, real drummers, real basses, and they are able to do the things that a live musician does to... To put humanity and feeling into the yeah, which, drive, which, which yeah, and they're I not mean, doing that on the on the other trappy thing. It, it's gone. It's stripped yeah. of humanity. Like we've said a number of times on the podcast, and I've said probably more times than I said most things in my life, except for hello. <laughs> <laughs> real, real instruments defeat MIDI processed like that shit. One hundred percent. One hundred. Out of 100 times. Exactly. People, even even people who do not have an ear for it, can tell the difference when they hear it. Now, if it fits the song to have better instruments, then have... have sorry. <clears throat> if it fits the song to have real instruments, have fucking real instruments. There are a lot of people on this planet that are perfectly capable of covering all of that if you're just willing to pay them. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, for their services. And, yeah, it's way easier to pay... Dr. Dre, a million dollars to record your record, you know, but if you paid Dre um, like half a million dollars and a half a million dollars went to real musicians, you'd have a better product. Mm. Not saying anything bad about Dre because I think he's a genius, but like it has to fit the song. So, for example, maybe a month ago, there was that hyper pop tune. Mm, that's right. Um, 
that was the super cheerful one with the eight bit keyboard and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I hated that because it was such a fake sounding piano. But you convinced me, and and I agree with you now that that's the way that that should have been for that style of music. Like for that, it's style. supposed to be ironic. It's supposed to be like. Techni- technical it's supposed to be like computery and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff and i'm like okay i i understand it like that's why i like i don't really have a problem with like trap music using the cicaded hi-hat sound because the are 808s like yeah. that's that's just the style that's what the, the style of music mm. calls for this is a this is a ballad it's like a rock ballad you know that uh it's got an r and like there's nothing really R&B-ish about, like, it's kind of quasi, like, it's adjacent, like... Adjacent, soul with adjacent. sort of the singing and the ad-libbing and stuff is, like, mm. endemic of any kind of pop music. Um, but, like, the instrumentation of the band with the guitar, there was a guitar solo at the beginning, like, that's rock and roll, and he's singing, like, a very simple song that could be very easily taken to a whole other level by just changing like the formal structure a little bit and having a middle a four bridges or, or eight bars, like go back to the guitar thing. Maybe like mm. people don't have guitar solos anymore. Like that would be like, Oh shit. Like cool. The guitar. So that's kind of a throwback. It's kind of a throwbacky song or like a bridge. Heaven forbid. I know we talk about that or like, a, a, or like a part like where just the chord change, the chords change slightly bit and, and the song develops to an ending instead of it just kind of, yeah, just continuing forward into nothingness, the abyss of whatever how this is going to end. Like, because like the the uh, the structure is what's letting the song down. Like, he's doing a good job. The live band was doing a good job. The backup singer was doing a good job. Like, it felt it felt like a performance that should have been on national television. Mm-hmm. And then and mm-hmm. then it's just kind of like, yeah, but like the song like doesn't is missing like that next level. You know, yes. like they need they need some Max Martin in their life. <laughs> uh, you know, even a key change to end like, it. Like, yeah, a key some... change would have been great. Like that would have been fine. Like yeah. something to switch it up, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like this is this is what pop music is today. A lot of just like one look at like a, a, a possible adventure through the song. Like it's just like we don't want to change things up because like that's not what's happening in pop music. Mm-hmm. But you know that worked for, you know, fifty years. It's so much. It's more pleasing. And it's I think. Just, yeah, it's it's more satisfying. Satisfying, yeah. Uh, to have like some like a curveball thrown in there, like all the great songwriters do they that. Surprise you? That's, that's well, what, that's what Sting says. And right? Max Martin, don't be boring. Yeah, don't be boring. Surprise, like a good song has a surprise in it somewhere, mm-hmm. and and it could be any level of surprise, like from a key change mm-hmm. to a bridge, sure. to an interlude. A guitar a, solo that you didn't guitar think. Solo yeah, and this or, didn't have that. This was not surprising. No, I was only surprised because I knew the studio version to be somewhat monotone, mm-hmm. and this was not. Yeah. So the takeaway is, if you are going to listen to this song, if you're not already, go find the live version of it from television. We we listened, we watched the Jimmy Fallon version. It's better for sure. It's much better. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. that was an interesting little. Uh... This, this song didn't go where I thought we were going to go. This no, conversation, it was cool. I, I'm glad. I didn't think it was. I honestly didn't think it was awful. Like we listened to some really awful stuff this year. Mm-hmm. And, and this was not. And awful. This was not awful. And it's actually good when you hear him do it live. Awesome. All right. Well, have a listen, folks, to the Jimmy Fallon version. I say. Yeah. Don't listen. Don't go on Spotify. Don't just don't go on Spotify. All right. All right. See you later, Mike.
Why Are People Listening to This is brought to you by the Black Box Collective and Outside the Lines Press. And it's produced by me, Jake Hanlon, and my friend, Justin Gregg. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you can do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. 